Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 8th in the year of our Lord 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. We also reject revolution that stands for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Never mind the fact that we're convinced the proper role of government is legitimate, necessary, vital, critical. However, we should follow the supreme law. And we do so by using the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, this country is a blessed nation, to say the least. And there is a proper role of limited constitutional government, which we back. We support 1,000%. Those who tell you we're anti-government, they lie. We are an anti-unconstitutional government, though. I'll tell you that right now. And we befriend the Constitution. We believe in the Constitution. We believe in the Bill of Rights. We believe in the Ten Commandments, the commandments of God Almighty. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. There is no other talk show like it on the planet. We are live six days a week, two hours a day on the 7th, the Sabbath. We rest. Our website's libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Liberty Roundtable, the name of the talk show. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. News the networks refuse to use. Our nationally syndicated radio networks, Liberty Roundtable, is syndicated by Liberty News Radio. Also by Loving Liberty Radio Networks, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, tell the tale. And Loving Liberty has an incredible mission statement. You should check out their website and, and read that, lovingliberty.net. And not only can you read the mission statement there, you can donate, which I highly recommend as well, donations to lovingliberty.net. Every penny will be used to, to grow our presence in radio and in the news and in the media, and tell the tale, appear at events, and a whole lot more. Uh, but on that website also, you've got incredible articles, around-the-clock talk show hosts, uh, you've also got, and this is really important, uh, apps. Yeah, you can listen via the Android or iPhone apps, smartphone apps, if you will. And on the apps, you've got live and on-demand radio. You've also got uh, the ability to follow the Twitter feed. You've got the ability to provide feedback. You can listen to the podcasts in archive format or live. I mean, it's just pretty neat app, folks. Free, I might add. Radio, online, and on your smartphone. So check that out, lovingliberty.net. All right, without further ado, let's drill into yesterday's broadcast. It was a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled, we're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, of course. In the first hour, we had on our buddy Chris Carlson, and we talked about a discussion of all things liberty. We talked about Nazi-obsessed and Zionist Frank Luntz, the guy's a political strategist, and he advises the GOP to embrace transsexuals and COVID jabs, so trannies and the COVID jabs. And we talked about one of the, quote, leaders of the Republican Party emerging is Bruce Jenner. A lot of people like to call this guy Caitlin because he thinks he's a woman and he 
I don't know what you want to say, had, <laughs> what do you call it, mutilation surgery? I'm just not sure what to call this. I don't mean to be offensive. I just, I don't know how to deal with it. Okay, anyway, Bruce, a.k.a. Caitlyn Jenner, gives first interview as candidate running for governor, tells Sean Hannity, ready to replace Gavin Newsom in California, and that's fine, but look, this this guy pretends he's a girl, gets gender manipulation or whatever you want to call it, surgery, um, and then this guy literally thinks he's a girl and then wants to be the governor of one of the biggest states in the union on the Republican Party ticket. The log cabin Republicans emerge. You say, who are the log cabin Republicans, Sam? Answer, well, they're a group of gay and lesbian folks that have been in the Republican Party for quite some time. They kind of believe in the big tent ideology, if you will. Uh, and the problem with that is, you know, what are the morals of the Republican Party? What is the, um, you know, views of their, and I don't know that Caitlyn Jenner agrees with any of these things. Um, is it really even Caitlyn Jenner? I mean, I guess you can change your name. A lot of people do that, right? But changing your gender, can you do that? How do you in America have the ability to change your gender just by identifying as a different gender? And then getting, um, in my opinion, mutilation surgery and then claiming that you're a different sex, okay? You're born with your male-female designation, if you will, by God Almighty. I believe it's an eternal characteristic of one's eternal being. You don't just change genders. Neither do you change the pigmentation or the color of your skin. There's nothing wrong with being black or being white or being Asian or being Hispanic or, you know what, that's the way God made us all, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with the fact that we speak different languages. That was God's directive back at the Tower of Babel, Babel. <laughs> All right. Um, there's nothing wrong with those things. Can't we just celebrate our diversity? But you can't change who you are. You can't change the color of your skin. You can't change your height. Right? You can't change your male, female, binary reality that God set forth. You can pretend it doesn't exist. You can lie to yourself. You can try to deceive others. You can even codify those laws in, or codify those lies in law. But it doesn't make it true. It doesn't make it true at all, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, this person wants to lead the Republican Party. It's Bruce Jenner guy. And so I've got a problem with that, and I've got a problem with this whacked-out Frank Luntz guy and uh, Bruce Jenner literally trying to Shanghai the Republican Party on multiple fronts. One is the transgender lies. But the second one is on the COVID vaccine lies. So Republican vaccine skeptics explain why they changed their minds on getting shots. Why? Because a Republican pollster, Frank Luntz, tells CNN's Jake Tapper what needs to be done to help convince conservatives or Republicans to take the shot, right? Um, to help convince vaccine skeptics to get the coronavirus vaccine. Now, that whole article is by CNN. But this Frank Luntz guy is not only a rock star on CNN, he's also been a rock star on Fox. Okay, this guy is behind the scenes. His whole push is, I use science and language to change views. Now, I don't know exactly what that means, except to say this guy runs all kinds of focus group 
notes and polling, and he gets this feedback. And then what he does is he changes the language to manipulate people into believing, saying, and doing certain things based on the manipulation of language. So let's say they do a big case study and they say, you know, most people are afraid of um, the coronavirus vaccine because they don't believe uh, that it's that it's credible. So then he researches and says, well, who's the most credible people on this topic? Oh, people in white coats, people that are doctors, physicians, health experts. So then they just trot out the doctors and physicians and health experts. I took the COVID and I'm Dr. So-and-so. I believe in the COVID and I'm Dr. So-and-so. The COVID is safe and effective. The COVID vaccine is safe and effective. I've administered it to 5,000 people and no one's been harmed yet. Everybody's good. Our research, we've been, and they manipulate the data and tell lies. So they say, don't worry about these mRNA vaccines. They're fine. We've been exper- you know, working with these things for quite some time now. That's true. But what's not true is that, that working with that for some time now has been successful the whole time. That's what they make you believe. When they've done these studies on animals, they've failed, 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 and had all kinds of tragedy and death and destruction and illness related there too. In other words, the history has plenty of misfires if you study history. But the reality is they kind of go, we've been studying this thing and working with this for quite some time. This might be a new vaccine, that's true, but the technology behind it we've worked on for quite some time now. That illustrates that it's safe and effective and that they've been working with it. It's all okay and it's, it's on the up and up. Yes, they've been working with it for a long time. That's true. But what's not true is making that kind of a claim and leaving out the backstory. And then catapulting that backstory that's left out with all kinds of misery and failure behind it and misfires and, and failings and everything else, leaving out that story, but claiming we've been working with this for some time. And therefore the new vaccine, which again is in just as questionable status because it's experimental because we don't know what the long-term effects are, et cetera, et cetera. And then saying we've been working with this for a long time. And so this technology is being used in the current safe and effective vaccine. Well, it's not safe. It's not effective. It's not even a vaccine. And the history behind it, when you say we've been working for it for a long, with it for a long time, is factual, but it ties this dishonest, manipulated truth to it. Then you trot out and say, hey, how do the people feel about this? What are their concerns? And then you address their concerns in a manipulative way. Hey, people trust people that are doctors and physicians and healthcare experts. Trot them out and tell the story. It's safe. It's effective. It's good. It's right. We've worked with it for a long time. And tell these half-truths to the point where you manipulate the public. This is Frank Luntz. And this is the guy that's manipulating us on gender via Bruce and the Republican Party. And then this is also the guy manipulating vaccine reality, too. This is also the guy that's manipulated words related to taxes. and He's been around for quite some time. I'm telling you, it is sinister, to say the least. I mean, it is shocking of how manipulative these people can be. And this guy's a rock star in the Republican Party. So is Bruce Jenner. Everybody else calls him Caitlin. I refuse. I digress. Quick pause. More news that Edwards refuses to use on your radio. I am Sam Bushman. This is what? Mother's Day Eve? We'll talk about that coming up too on your radio.
I really don't want to talk about this, but I will. I'm just so mad. I didn't get asked to the junior prom and it's raining, which means by the time I get to school, I'm soaking wet. Dad picked me up just after I left and I was so mad I got out and he said, wait, your mom said to give you this. I forgot my lunch money and then I dropped it in the water and I was late for history and so at lunchtime I had to find something on John Stuart Mill, which of course our library didn't have. So I had to walk all the way down to the office to call my mom and she found something on the internet and called me back. And Karen, she wouldn't even help me and that's a whole nother story. But Dad helped me conjugate nouns or whatever on the way to the swim team workout and then he read my history paper while I was in the pool and of course I forgot the bibliography so I had to do that with my mother when I got home and it made me totally forget that I put my jeans in the washer that morning and I hate it when they sit wet like that all day and smell like mildew but my mom said she put them in the dryer while I was at the swim team and you know I'm just not gonna go to the prom no matter who asks me I just want to stay home with my mom and dad family and just hang out isn't it about time unless Dustin asked me from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. So we're uh, involved in the recap of yesterday's broadcast. Second hour, we had Dr. Scott Bradley with us. His lifelong goal and collegiate series to match to preserve the nation. Think about that little phrase, to preserve the nation. You got to love it. You want to learn more? FreedomsRisingSun.com is the website for Dr. Scott Bradley with thousands of videos uh, and a whole lot more weekly webinars on the Constitution, Q&As, and everything else. FreedomsRisingSun.com is the website for that. And he's our guest on Mondays and Fridays, second hour of the broadcast, as co-host commentator, if you will. All right, we also talked about Joe Biden with this statement. Americans making under $400,000 will not pay a single penny in taxes. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, well, <laughs> Sam, come on. I mean, he just made a mistake in what he said. I know, but he makes so many mistakes in what he says that you can't trust him. How do you know when he's saying something that makes sense or legitimate or right or not, and etc.? President Biden is known for his verbal gaffes, if you will. White House admits that it tries to get Biden to shut up. They say answering impromptu questions for the president is not something we recommend. And my response is, if you can't answer impromptu questions before the public, 
if you're not willing to and your staff is trying to get you to shut up, then my question would be why? Don't you have an obligation, a duty, to answer questions to those who elected you, those whom are really your boss? And if you can't answer questions to those people, what about answering questions to other leaders, to media, to people around the world, to other heads of state, if you will, globally speaking? What about dealing with Congress? If you can't answer questions before the public or by media or journalists, can you answer questions by the House of Representatives membership or the senatorial membership? Can you answer questions or discuss things openly, transparently with the courts and the Supreme Court justices? Um, This is a serious, serious, serious problem. But I don't really see Americans doing much about it or even caring about it, really. It doesn't seem to be an issue for them at all. And I don't really understand it. I mean, it baffles me how it's not a serious issue to the point of, you know what, we love you, Joe, but you just can't serve in America if you're the commander-in-chief. Oh, can you answer questions from military personnel? from generals and such like that uh, publicly, or does it have to all be private? Who can meet with the president? Who could, okay, these questions are national security issues big time. And these questions are fundamental issues of, can we really elect somebody that can't answer questions? Where the staff says, shut up. And here's my question. If the president cannot answer these questions, who can? Uh, all right, the press secretary, Saki, or whatever, okay. No, the first lady, uh, okay, wait a minute. Why are we hearing from everybody but those who we elected? We're hearing from a bunch of appointed bureaucrats, but we can't hear from those who were elected? Something doesn't pass the smell test on this one, folks. Something isn't right. Something's rotten in Denmark, as they say. Something is amiss. Something has gone awry. Don't you think? But nobody seems to be doing much about it. I don't hear the Republicans who should be howling about this. I don't hear them really speaking up at all. In fact, their silence almost makes me believe they've got Joe's back. I'm not here to attack Joe. Right? I'm not here to try to abuse Joe. But I am here to really call a halt to that con game that there's a problem here. And can we really overlook it? Or are we putting America in peril as a result of the ignoring of this? I know it's a sensitive issue. Who wants to call this longtime, supposedly heroic political leader on the carpet about this? But it's necessary. It's literally necessary to say, look, this is not an attack on Joe. This is not about Joe. This is about the presidency of the United States of America and respect to and fidelity to the oath of office. And if he's not able to uh, cognitively uh, fulfill that oath, then you know what? We have an obligation. It would be a dereliction of duty by all those who have the ability to speak out and not to do so to kind of articulate the problem is a dereliction of duty not to do that, to not speak up. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Let's say that there's a car and a drunk person rolls into the car and decides to take off. 
and a bunch of passengers get into the car. Let's say it's a bus. And a bunch of passengers get on the bus, and they just say, look, I know he's drunk. I know he shouldn't drive. I know it's not safe to do so. I know there's life and death ramifications to the actions about to be taken. But you know what? I mean, if I say something, it might make him feel bad. If I say something, you know what? This guy's respected in the community. This guy's, I don't think I should speak up because you know what? It might do damage if he, if we speak up and stop this. It might be really embarrassing for one of the lead families in America. It might be um, internationally, it could have serious repercussions. We just don't dare say anything. And so the driver gets in, drunk as a skunk, and decides to take off. Now everyone's in danger in the bus, around the bus, right? And we, I don't see how we can just let this continue. But how many people are really speaking out as boldly as I am on this? Now, I'm not a Trump fan in every sense, but I like a lot of what Trump's done. I'm not a Biden fan in any sense, and I don't like hardly anything that Biden has done. But let's set this partisan discussion that they want to divide us into aside for a second and say, I don't know if the drunk driver of the bus is Republican or Democrat in this case, and I should not care. What I know and what I should care about is that, you know what? This person driving the bus is not safe and is breaking the law. And I need to be the one to speak up. And if I don't and everything goes wrong, to some degree, I might have blood on my hands, not to the degree of the driver, because I didn't do it, if you will. And I know I'm responsible for my own actions, but my own actions have to do with I could have done something to prevent it. I could have done something to stop it. I could have done something to heighten awareness regarding this drunk person about to drive the bus. I could have said, no, 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 let's talk this person out of it. Look, you don't need to really drive right now. Why don't we just stay right here? Why don't we designate a different driver? Why don't we um, skip the bus altogether and divide up into different vehicles if there's not enough room for everybody? There are other options. There are other answers, right? So I first need to do that. And I hope some of that's been done internally by certain people, but I don't know because I don't have any evidence, right? But I hope so. But separate from that, you know what? I need to then, if nothing works in the illegality and the irresponsibility is about to take place, I need to heighten my concern and say, wait, we're not going to let you do this. We are going to take the keys from you if you try to persist. We are going to make sure that everybody knows we're not going to tolerate this. And we need to do those things. So you say, Sam, why are you going off on Joe so hard? Because national security is at stake. Because we the people, if we can't have the media get answers for us from the leader we've elected, or I should really phrase it, the servant we've elected, if he won't answer questions for me, then I got a problem. So now set the drunk driver story aside or example or anecdote aside. And let's take an anecdote of an employee where the employer, Donald Trump, was the employee. And now Joe Biden is the employee. The employee is saying, <clears throat> or the other employees around him, his colleagues are saying, when we get in meetings and I ask this guy questions, we're going to say to you, we don't recommend he answers you. We're going to recommend you let us answer on his behalf. And I'm saying, 
um, no, the employee that I hired is going to answer me or else I'm going to get a different employee. We're just not going to let you answer for this guy. Either he can do his job or no offense, but we need to find somebody who is not only qualified, but capable of carrying out the responsibilities that I've assigned to this position. See, we have responsibilities assigned to the position as president of the United States of America. It's articulated in the supreme law of our land. It's written down. It's codified. And if the president of the United States cannot live up to or carry out those mandated guidelines, then we need to find somebody else who can. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Mike Fortier. Our economic recovery from COVID hits a snag. The April jobs report released Friday disappoints economists. Less than 300,000 jobs added. Bankrate.com's Mark Hamrick tells USA Radio News this shows we have an uphill climb ahead as we try to recover the jobs lost during the pandemic. We got only 266,000 jobs added on the month. That makes for an average over the past three months of about 500,000 jobs. We need to get back 8.4 million jobs to uh, get restored to pre-pandemic levels. And they're still close to 10 million officially unemployed. Black unemployment rising to almost 10 percent, white unemployment falling to less than five and a half percent. President Biden planning to meet next week with Republican senators to discuss his infrastructure plan. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy among the participants. The White House says the meetings will help find common ground in what the plan should focus on and how to pay for it. This is USA Radio News. Hear that? That is the sound. No, that is the sound of the wrecker. That is the sound of the tow truck. That is the sound of your car stuck in the snow and the tow truck is on its You know what the tow truck is coming for? The tow truck is coming for your wallet. That's what it's coming for. I know. That's what it's coming for. Listen, this is Billy Gerard here, Rockstar Radio. I have have the solution. It is called Track Grabber. T-R-A-C-G-R-A-B-B-E-R. Go there. Trackgrabber.com. Winter is coming. Do not let this sound be you. Track Grabber. T-R-A-C-G-R-A-B-B-E-R. Go there. Get these. They are inexpensive. They will save you a fortune in the long run, and they will save you from getting stuck. Go to trackgrabber.com. Log on. Get yourself a pair. Get a pair for the family. They're easy to install, and they will get you out of the mud, the snow, the sand. They will save you from the wrecker bills. Oh, my goodness. They will pay for themselves the first time you use the trackgrabber.com. Promo code ROCKSTAR saves 25%. That's trackgrabber.com. Promo code ROCKSTAR. A falling rocket heading for Earth. A Chinese rocket could enter our atmosphere as soon as today, but no one knows where. The rocket weighs 22 tons, and it's falling at a speed of 18,000 miles an hour. Experts say it'll likely land in the ocean, and the risk of damage to anyone on the ground is small. Preteens could soon be eligible to get the COVID vaccine. Pfizer requesting emergency use authorization to allow the vaccine to be administered to those between 12 and 15 years old. The FDA and CDC holding meetings next week to consider the EUA request. 
CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky addresses concerns parents may have about getting their kids vaccinated. These vaccines have been tested in hundreds, in, in 100,000 people um, in clinical trials and in um, about 2,500 children, 2,300 children in the context of these trials for safety in the younger ages, the 12 to 15-year-olds. Dr. Walensky and ABC's The View Friday. In that study, she cites some children showed side effects like pain, fever, chills, and fatigue. This is USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. I am Sam Bushman. It is pre-Mother's Day or Mother's Day Eve, whatever you want to call it. That's fantastic. We're going to get to that as the broadcast unfolds. Uh, I will say that I've been you know, covering this um, recap longer than normal. I went off on Joe Biden just because I really believe we have a national security problem. When the president's not cognizant, doesn't have the uh, presence or wherewithal or cognitive capabilities to answer questions from the media and from the public they recommend against that i have a real concern with that and that doesn't have anything to do with republican or democrat or anybody or anything else so there you have it now facebook's new supreme court how the facebook oversight board wields clout over bans this is really scary folks They say the company has paid members of the panel, and they stress that the board is independent. But when you're a paid member of the panel, and when Facebook says that they don't really have, you know, control or whatever, it's the panel's independent, but then Facebook funds the board with a $130 million trust. You go, what? That's right. And so this international... It's not even the United States International uh, Board acts like it's independent. But what you're really creating is a mirroring of the Supreme Court, if you will, on an international level. It is scary indeed for big tech to be in that kind of a position. All right, that is the recap of yesterday's show. It is still available online in detail. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor it's free and on demand now. News the networks refuse to use, by the way, for today starts now. Happy Mother's Day to you from us, your Liberty Roundtable live team. And uh, there's a headline from the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, one of my favorite groups, by the way. HSLDA.org is their website. All right. HSLDA.org. I'm sorry. That's the website. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Mom, in their eyes, you're a superstar. Who are we talking about? The children that are homeschooled. HSLDA.org is the website, and they say this. As a mom, you are facing unprecedented challenges. Yet, you're also touching your children's lives with beauty and grace giving them stability as well as moments to treasure. Amen to that. And the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, hslda.org, has an incredible video. It's only about a minute long, celebrating mothers and motherhood. 
and I would play it on the radio. The problem is it doesn't really make sense on the radio because it's all there's some sounds of kids and some music and stuff like that, but it, it doesn't translate well to radio. It's a visual thing. Uh, but anyway, happy Mother's Day. Mom, in their eyes, you are a superstar. So a big shout out uh, to mothers. A huge shout out. And I don't know. I don't know really what I can say about Mother's Day. Let me tell you what I mean. Mother's Day to me is a special day. A day to celebrate all the sacrifice. A day to acknowledge and a day to give back. And so what are you doing for your mom on Mother's Day? So here's the interesting thing. Um, I'm adopted, and so I've got a, in my opinion, a real mom and dad that I grew up with. And then I've got a birth mom and dad, right? And um, both of my mothers and both of my fathers have passed away. So I don't have a, a mother that I can... Um, on this earth, at least, uh, give a hug to or acknowledge or take a picture with or bring flowers to or write a poem for or any of those kind of things. But I do have a wife, and she's the mother of my children, all eight of them. We've been married, believe it or not, for 29 years. You ready for the best part? That's 29 years today. Yeah, it's my anniversary. And we've been married for 29 years, and we have eight children. And I want to tell you some things that my children have done for their mother, my wife. And, um, you know, one of the greatest things that a man can do for his children, ladies and gentlemen, is love their mother. Have fidelity to, appreciation for, uh, publicly uh, acknowledge and, and make sure that it's no secret that, you know what, they the man loves his wife or loves their mother. It is critical for children to understand that. It creates the bond, the adhesive glue, if you will, um, between a man and a woman that gives children stability. And so I've always um, said to my kids, hey, you want to know a secret? And they'll be like, what, Dad? And I always say, I'm in love with your mother because I want them to know that. And at first, my wife thought it was kind of goofy. And my kids thought, whatever. But now they say it as much or more than I do. I say it enough so that it, it remains true and, and, and that it's not forgotten. But my kids, I say, I got a secret for you. And they say, oh, we already know, Dad. You're in love with our mother, right? And so that's kind of been a theme in our family over the years. But there's so many things that you can do for your mother, little things, things that matter. See, mothers rarely need big, expensive gifts. You know what? Mom and dad have raised all the children. They can, I don't want to say buy anything they want, but you know what? By the time you get to be a parent, number one, you don't need or want too many things. And two, if you need or want something, you could probably go get it yourself. And so Mother's Day to me is about acts of kindness. It's about affection. It's about appreciation. It's about photos and memories. It's about love and, well, oftentimes love is spelled out with actions, right? So anyway, uh, we um, need to change the plugs throughout our whole home and the light switches and all this kind of stuff, the plugs and the light switches, uh, because they're older and so when you plug something in, it's not tight, right? The plugs are kind of old and beat up and when you plug something in, it's, it's just all loose and stuff. 
And then they, uh, everything is the wrong color for what my wife wants in our house and stuff. And so my boys called me and they said, Dad, we want to create a surprise for Mom. And we want to go through and do all the electrical work in your house and, and change all these plugs and all these um, light switches and stuff like that. And we'll change the color, but we'll also kind of update them so they won't be loose and broken anymore. And, and so, you know, it's hard to surprise Mom. You know, mom's at the center of everything regarding the home and the comings and goings of children and everything. And and so it's very hard to surprise mom. But me and my boys worked for like a month to plan it because one boy lives, you know, 60 miles away or whatever else. And we had to plan it and we had to get my wife out of the house so that she'd be gone uh, so that we could do this electrical work and all this kind of stuff, right? And this is a very personal story, but I'm telling it on Mother's Day for a reason. I want you to get personal. I want you to put some work into Mother's Day. Because that work and that time demonstrates real love and real commitment. I digress. Anyways, so we worked on it and we made up a story and got my wife out of the house with my daughter-in-law. And they went and took the grandkids somewhere and stuff like that. Uh, to see some animals and to have some fun and to go out and to do a few different things. In the meantime, we turned off the power and we worked on this. And me and my son, under the guise of going to get him a phone, we went to Home Depot and got all the parts we needed. And then we actually went and got a phone. So when I told my wife we were going to get a phone, it wasn't a lie. Uh, But I didn't tell her the quite whole story. Um, But she learned quickly later what we were doing and exactly what had happened. And we told her the whole story and the whole uh, thing about it. Anyway, it's a, it's a long story, but all kinds of things happened along the way that almost blew the deal, blew the surprise. So I had been calling an electrician to help us replace some of these plugs. And when my boys found out that, or when my boys told me they wanted to do it, I wanted to stop the electrician from coming because I felt like my boys could do it. Right. And so anyway, long story short, I <clears throat> told my boys, yeah, let's do this thing. And so we planned a date and a time. And then the electrician just showed up on my porch which is great. And I was about to tell the electrician that, hey, you know what, here's what we're doing for a Mother's Day and explain the whole thing to him because he showed up and said, hey, I've got some time now. Does it work right now to do some of your electric work and stuff? Well, the second the electrician showed up, my wife showed up or came home at the same time. And so then my wife's like, oh, good for you, honey. I'm glad you got the electrician here. (laughs) And so then I texted my boys and I'm like, guys, they think this thing's off, man. And they're like, what? We can't. We've been working on it. And I said, I know. But so anyway, then I finally craftily told the electrician, well, we need this and this and this done, which was completely different projects. So he gets started on that stuff. And my wife's all happy. And then I'm like, yeah, why don't you come back and do this other stuff? So we got that all done. And we avoided the electrician catastrophe or, you know. Um, Anyway, so we go, we get it all done. We bring back all the parts. We send my wife off. We start working on it, and it's a hard project. Details in seconds. Mother's Day gifts. Are you going to make them meaningful, ladies and gentlemen? As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. 
This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Now to my uh, story. So we get my wife out of the house. We go to the Home Depot and get a bunch of uh, uh, switches and and, um, plugs and everything else. And we get the right colors and everything's going good. And we get my wife out of the house and we're starting to work on it. And man, things just aren't going well. We got this one three-way switch that we're stuck on um, because I don't think we have exactly the right pieces. Anyway, it's a long story. But suffice it to say, we're working on it, and we need parts. And so me and my daughter run to get parts, and my boys are working on this thing. And my wife's gone and oblivious of our surprise, thank heavens. And uh, anyway, so we finally then get Chinese food because we know that, you know what, when she comes home, she's going to be hungry from uh, et cetera. She had a big old long day and all this stuff. So um, she comes home, and we open the door, and the house is all dark because we're not done, and the power's off. But there's no way to prevent the surprise from being revealed now. And so my wife walks in and the house is dark and the piano's pulled out to the middle of the room and all the boys are all sweaty working on these projects and stuff. And so she walks in and we just yell, surprise. <laughs> and so anyway, we tell her this story and she loved it. And um, the electricity is not perfect, but the boys are finishing up now over the next couple of days because there's a lot of outlets and a lot of plugs. I mean, you can't get it done in one evening. Uh, especially when you don't have all the parts because anyway so long story short we have some decisions to make about how it is and we've upgraded several of our plugs to not only be modern but to have usb in them now as well so it's easier to plug in different kind of devices and charge things and do all this stuff and and anyway it was a great great gift that my boys gave their mother and it was a gift of love and sacrifice i bought all the parts and they did all the work and so it was really a gift to my wife from my boys and me in support, if you will. And my boys are the ones that thought of it and called me and said, hey, we got this idea 
uh, for Mother's Day and da 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 da. So we went through all this stuff, and it was uh, my my wife loved it because she doesn't need money per se, and we all need money, right? But she doesn't need money from her boys, where they're trying to raise their own families and all that kind of stuff. But the love and the dedication and the commitment and the sacrifice that it took for them to not only think up such a unique gift for her and then to be executing that gift when the surprise is revealed. Now, the funny thing about this is then I got the chance to tell my wife the story about the electrician showing up saying, I've got time now. Do you want me to do this work? And then me thinking I was going to explain it to him. But then she shows up and I can't and I avoid this so she doesn't find out. And then... um my boy was coming down. He's like, yeah, we're going to be in the, in the area or whatever. And, and so I'm just like, oh, that's weird. Why? And stuff. And I pretended that I didn't know. And so my wife's like, so when you did this and you know, you know how you go through all that. Yeah. I knew full time and I just acted like I didn't know. And, and yeah, we planned this and we did this. And, and my wife's just astounded because you know what? I've probably only been able to surprise her maybe three or four times in our whole marriage. And part of the reason for that is, one, she's at the center of everything at our home, and there's, there's nothing she doesn't really know about. And I don't mind that. I include her in everything, and I want her to know about everything by nature. So I don't have any problem with that, except for it's really hard to surprise her for special days and special occasions, right? Really hard, like super hard. Um, but we literally were able to surprise her. We worked on it for like a month of planning to get all the people to not tip her off, to get her out of the house, to um, get all the equipment that we needed to actually you know, pull it off and surprise her. We got her. We surprised her. And it was a really great thing. But I bring this all up or whatever. You're probably bored with stories of my life and my circumstances. And But I want you to think about Mother's Day. And I want you to think about gift giving. And I want you to think about love and sacrifice because that's what the day really represents in my mind. Um, you don't need to spend big dollars per se. Now, this is a pretty big gift, but it's something that we are going to do anyway. And uh, not only is it a big gift, but by, by boys doing all this work, it saved us a lot of money. It didn't cost us more. It saved us a bunch of money. Um, but there's things like that that you could do, homemade things. Uh, so that's my wife. I remember my mother. And whenever it would be her birthday coming up, or whatever it would be Mother's Day coming up, you know, you'd be like, hey, mom, what do you want for Mother's Day? Or what do you, you know, and she'd be like, you know what? I don't want or need anything. I know, mom, but come on, we got to get you something. And she would say, write me a poem. Or she'd say, why don't you write me your testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Why don't you write me a testimony of, of Jesus and your belief in and love for God Almighty? And so, you know, we'd write a testimony for her that I know God lives. And then I know that he loves me. I know he answers when I pray. I know he's there. And I know he cares. And I know that uh, through him I can be saved. Through the grace of Jesus Christ and his eternal sacrifice, I can be saved. And, and you look at that and you go, man, a mother's sacrifice is as close to any sacrifice on earth that we as individuals make. I know, I know that the, even the sacrifice of a mother doesn't, compared to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And I don't mean that comparison to suggest they're similar. I just mean that comparison in that as we follow Jesus Christ, bringing children to the earth, partnering with God uh, as a man and a wife procreate is one of the most sacred opportunities that a woman has, one of the greatest sacrifices in her life that she'll ever make. And so it, becomes a serious commitment and a dedication from a mother to a child that I don't know that we have anything on the earth that compares 
to that kind of sacrifice, that kind of love, that kind of commitment, that kind of dedication. And, and I bring that up. So my mom would say, you know, write me a poem or, you know, give me your testimony. And so then we would try to do things for her that made her life nice and easy and more comfortable and showing that we appreciate her. Anyway, so there you have a, a couple of stories of, of my mother. Uh, that's my mother that I grew up with, Bushman, my real mother. I want to talk a little bit about my birth mother for a second also because I didn't know her growing up. I hunted her down as a an adult. I made friends with her. She's now passed away also. And I always wondered why she gave me up. And she would always just say, because I want to do the best for you that I could. And I wasn't in a position to be able to raise you. And I wanted you to have a great life. And so I did the best thing that I could for you. Uh, you know what? It was hard for me to give you up, put you up for adoption. But I did it because I cared. I did it because I didn't know a better way to give you something that I couldn't give you. Again, the sacrifice of having a child in the first place, then the sacrifice of giving up a child because you believe it's in the best interest of the child. Now, you can grow up and think selfishly about, oh, man, I wonder why she left me. Maybe she hates me. Maybe she doesn't care. Maybe. And sometimes that's true for sure. And that's sad. But in this case, I wondered why. But I looked her up and that was her answer. And I didn't know if I believed her answer at the time. Uh, as a young man, I was an adult, but I was young. And I just kind of thought, you know, that sounds great. What else would you tell your kid? I hated you. I, you know, I, well, anyway, long story short, I'm going to tell you this very personal story because it relates to Mother's Day. And I didn't know if she was telling me the truth or if she was just kind of trying to say the thing that would make your kid feel good or whatever else. And, you know, she thought I might never be able to know. But she told me what she told me just candidly. Hey, that's why. And I hoped it was true, but never knew. But anyway, long story short, I went to California where I was born. And um, in California, all the adoption records are sealed, which means you can't get them. You don't, you don't know about them at all. You can't get the details. And it takes a court order by a judge, and then they give you a list of justifiable reasons um, to remove the seal of the adoption records. And believe it or not, um, I it took me years, but I literally got a hold of, of a judge, and I literally filled out all the paperwork, and I literally waited like a year and a half for it to go through all the things. It has to be sent from the county in which I was born to the county that my adoption records were created to the uh, headquarters of the state or whatever you want to say, the state capital. Then they had to get the information, send the information to a judge. The judge had to review that information and decide if my case was worthy of, of unsealing the records. And if my justification was real and right, okay. So it took a year and a half plus to make this happen. Um, they've loosened some of the laws, so it was a little bit easier when I did it than it was when I was younger and tried to do it. I've tried several times. But I got it done, and I got the paperwork back. And in those documents, it told about me, her love for me, and why she was giving me up. In other words, the conversations between social workers and the judge and all the people that were kind of vetting this case at the time and everything that she told me later, 30 years later or whatever, matched what she told the court at the time. And so I just realized that, you know what, 30 years later when she told me all this stuff, she wasn't lying. She was telling the truth of, of true sacrifice. And then 
she spoke of a brother that I have, who I now know, by the way. And uh, she explained her love for him as well. Anyway, very interesting story. Very interesting sacrifice uh, by her. And my birth mother had a lot of difficulties in life. And she struggled in many, many, many ways. But I got to know her, and she was a nice person, and I think she acted with genuine love and concern, and most importantly, she sacrificed. I mean, she could have aborted me. She didn't. She could have kept me. She didn't. But she did do the best for me that she possibly could. And I realized that, and I'm grateful for that. And I think your mother, with rare exception, ladies and gentlemen, do that for you too circumstances and capacity and, and understanding and uh, life's experiences, it's all different for everyone. But mothers do care. And they say that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the nation. And you think about a phrase like that, ladies and gentlemen, and you go, wow. The power of a mother's love. The power of the sacrifice, the time, the commitment, given is beyond imagination in its scope in its gravity in its downstream effects and its capacity to bless all who come in contact with the mother is incalculable and when you think of the hand that rocks the cradle rules the nation you begin to understand that you know what on our mother's shoulders is the weight of the world, literally. Because the next generations will only be able to carry forth the legacy they've been handed by their mothers. Now, fathers are important, and I don't mean to dismiss fathers. That's coming up in June, right? Father's Day, we'll talk about that too. But Mother's Day is so critically important, ladies and gentlemen. Make memories. Take photos. Write love notes or notes of appreciation for your spouse, for your mother, for women who are going to be prospective mothers as well. Let's not leave them out. They are no less important. But understand the commitment, the love, the sacrifice. I don't know of anything on this earth that mirrors the Savior's sacrifice as closely for mere mortals. Not to say that it's even comparable, but it is to say, I don't know any sacrifice greater that people are engaged in immortality or on this earth. But it does show the power of love. It's the power that makes the world go round. And it's the power of love that gives us all a chance to return that love. All right, hour one in the can, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, 
Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May the 8th in the year of our Lord, 2021. Wow. So much going on, ladies and gentlemen. Believe it or not. Uh, this is a sacred, special day for me for a variety of reasons. Number one, Mother's Day is tomorrow. And I talked a lot about Mother's Day last hour, and I got more Mother's Day stories for you. More Mother's Day sacrifice, love, commitment, dedication to share with you. So last hour, I shared a little bit about my birth and mother and uh, her uh, experiences and my interactions as I met her as a grown-up adult and the friendship we developed to some degree. And the truth that she told me. But I also have stories of my own mother that raised me, that I consider my real mother. I got a birth mother and a real mother. I don't know how else to describe it. I don't want to say adopted mother. She was my mother. She's the one that loved me and took care of me and fed me and bathed me and did all the things that it took. And uh, as a totally blind person, I was born blind. As a totally blind person, my mother engaged in tremendous sacrifice for me. So I went to public schools my whole life. Sad tale, I know. Uh, but I went to regular schools and regular classes. I didn't go to blind schools or anything like that. They had what was called a resource room. And that room would just be kind of a, a center uh, of people who would help me uh, in different classes. So if they had a map for geography, for instance, they would provide one that was a relief map that you could feel. I mean, it was literally plastic and you could set it down and you could feel the mountain ranges and stuff like that. And you could, you know, you can move around and uh, it, the states were labeled and things like that, where you could learn where all the different states are and stuff like that. And that was just one example. So uh, when they would start talking about maps and geography, then I'd go to the resource room and they would basically get the maps that were tactile that I could, you know, check them out and learn about them. And then those maps would then be given to me. And then I would use those in place of, and if there was something that I didn't understand, I'd work with my teacher. But if, the teacher, for some reason, got stuck, then this resource room would help. So I went to regular schools my whole life, but I had a resource room. That's one example. Another example is for um, Braille. So I learned Braille as a little kid. And one of the sacrifices that my mother made, so I was half homeschooled and half public schooled. Why was I half homeschooled? Because my mother took the time to learn Braille so that she could help the teachers teach me how to read and write Braille. And Braille is a complicated language, folks. Okay, I mean, there's all kinds of things in, in Braille that are unique. Braille is made up of six dots. And a six-dot pair, two on the top, two in the middle, two in the bottom, or three on the left side, three on the right side, if you will, dots, six dots. That's called a cell. And every Braille um, document or whatever you want to say is made up of these cells, equivalent to characters, right? And then different combinations of those dots designate what they all mean. So there are the letters A to Z. But in Braille, for example, there's not numbers in the traditional sense. There's actually a sign that's called a number sign. And so you put number and then an A, and that means one. Number G means seven. Anyway, I is nine, J is zero. So number J is zero. Number A-J is 10, right? E-J uh, is 50. 
But you got to have a number sign in front of it, right? So numbers and letters are similar. Well, anyway, there's a complicated language that goes into this. For example, letters mean words if they're by themselves. You're familiar with it. A means a, right? Well, in Braille, B means B because that's the word, right? But if you, if you use it in its contraction form, B by itself is but. C is can. D is do. E is every. F is from. Right? Uh, and so every letter means something. H means have, for instance. K means knowledge. L means like. M means more. N means not. P means people. Anyway, I can go on and on. But the whole point I'm getting at is it's a very complicated language. Um, it's easy once you learn to read. I mean, reading and writing in English is complicated too, right? I mean, just ask the guys that's trying to do partisan or participles and uh, orphan phrases and stuff like that, right? I mean, it's complicated. Well, Braille is complicated too because you've got to learn the language, English or French or Spanish. Um, uh, and then you've got to learn the Braille that, that goes behind it. So anyway, the point is my mother com uh, created an incredible sacrifice, and she learned that language so that she could teach it to me. What a sacrifice. What love, what dedication, what commitment, right? Anyway, happy Mother's Day to all of you. I don't want to bore you forever with my stories of motherhood and my relationship to mothers and how grateful I am to them. But I also want to focus on my anniversary today. So Mother's Day is tomorrow, but my anniversary is today, May 8th. I've been married for 29 years. Happy anniversary, baby. Got you on my mind. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A big old shout out to my wife, 29 years putting up with me. Poor girl, could you imagine? All right, there you have it. The rest of the words don't make a whole lot of sense. I just think that harmony of happy anniversary makes sense, right? Uh, anyway, so there you have it. A big old uh, happy anniversary to me uh, and to my wife. But it's kind of cool uh, anniversary and Mother's Day often coincide, right? It's a cool celebratory weekend to say the least. All right, there you have that. Wow, Sam tells personal stories of the sacrifice of his own mother's. And it is intentionally plural. I know people are going to think there's a typo in the notes, but no, my fellow Americans, it's not typo in the notes. I really had a birth mother and a real mother. And uh, they gave love to me and sacrificed for me like nobody's business. All right, moving right along. I want to talk about uh, this week, or I should say last week, right? I don't know what to say. Anyway, on Thursday was uh, National Day of Prayer Day. So this week, Americans prayed together across the nation. On the 70th National Day of Prayer, our nation, ladies and gentlemen, is in desperate need of prayer. I'm going to say that one more time. Our nation is in desperate need of prayer. 
the Bible says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I encourage everyone to pray and ask God's help. His wisdom for the future, forgiveness for our sins, and unity for our nation. Matt Staver wrote that with Liberty Council. So it's Matt of LC.org is, is who wrote that headline. But I, too, want to join with Matt with that uh, huge shout-out to a National Day of Prayer. So for me, think about just a serious, serious weekend, right? Uh, on the National Day of Prayer on Thursday, praying for our nation. On Saturday, today, my anniversary. On Sunday, Mother's Day. What a tremendous weekend of, of special days and events. And I think prayer for our nation is really vital. One of the other things that my mothers have done for me is taught me to pray. My mother was a person of powerful prayer. When she would pray, man, things would happen. She was a faith-filled woman who led by example. And you know what? She used to, <laughs> in the early days of radio, she used to listen to my radio programs. And she was like the grammar Nazi. Okay? I mean, when I would get off the radio, she'd be like, you know what? Your show was really good. I really appreciate your focus on liberty, and it was heartfelt, and I really liked it, but you know what? And then she'd be like, I made a list. Of the, uh, you know what? You, when you say this, you don't say me and so and so, or what, you don't say this or that. You say this, and you know that. And by the way, this word is not pronounced the way you said it. It's like this, and should literally make a list and look up words and make sure that I'm using words correctly in their proper context with their proper definitions. Say the saying them uh, in her mind correctly, and you know should say that's not the best way. And you know what? When you when you rip on politicians, you're going too hard. Your point's right, but you got to be careful on your delivery. And she would really, like, school me. Uh, and she couldn't listen to every single show, right? She didn't do this every single day. But she did do this quite often. And you know what? At first, I kind of found that annoying. I was just like, are you kidding me right now? Because I used to do a three-hour show, not a two, right? And so I'd, I'd be like, I'm on the radio for three hours. You know how many words I can say in three hours? Talking as fast as I talk, Right. And, and she'd, you know, but now that I look back on it, all she wanted me to be was the best I could be as a person. All she wanted to do as a mother was teach me and love me and guide me and protect me and uh, support me and love me to be the best person I could possibly be. That was her goal. That was her kind of mission. That was her, please say, Sam, why are you back on Mother's Day again? Because they were so impactful in my life. That's why. All right. Anyway, I kind of wish she was back to criticize my <clears throat> English and my and, and kind of uh, guide me. And I wish she was here to do that today. It bugged at the time, but now I'm so grateful and wish I could have it back. Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio celebrating Mother's Day, celebrating the National Day of Prayer, celebrating my 29th year wedding anniversary, all in one radio broadcast. Can you handle it, ladies and gentlemen? All right, I got some information for you. As I mentioned, if the hand that rocks the cradle rules the nation, then man, mothers have a very important role. And I know that a lot of times what we think uh, in these modern days is, oh, man, women, if you're a mother, you're less than a woman. That lies that our society seems to tell our mothers, our women, our wives, our better halves, whatever words you want to use to describe the role of a woman and a mother in our lives. Uh, we lie to them when we say that that work is not worthy or less than, quote, you know, employment or a career or whatever else. We lie to them. They don't get me wrong. I'm not here to down women that do have a career. I'm not here to down women that, you know, may not have children. Right? I'm not here to to attack anybody with these statements. I'm just here to acknowledge that, you know what? The choices of women are valuable. And the choice that a woman makes to raise her children uh, is a wise, good, honorable choice to be So if the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, then ladies who love liberty will save the republic. I want to talk about that a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know what Freedom Fest is, but I got a question for you. Are you going to Freedom Fest? You say, what, Sam? Are you going to Freedom Fest? I'm going to ask you again. 
You say, I don't know, Sam. I don't know what that is. I know. That's why I'm here to tell you. (laughs) Freedom Fest, ladies and gentlemen, is an event that's happening. And it's happening in July. And it's happening in uh, South Dakota. Rapid City, South Dakota. Mount Rushmore country. And it is happening from July 21st to July 25th, 2021. If you want to learn more, if you want to get tickets, if you want to attend, freedomfest.com is where you go. And I'm going to be talking a whole lot more about Freedom Fest coming up in the next several days and months. Why? Because I am attending. Because I will be there with a live booth broadcasting live from the event. Uh, And I will be helping with several different things regarding Freedom Fest. And the reason that I bring this up right this minute is because I'm involved in three different breakout presentations. I'm not here to tell you about all of them today, but I am here when we're talking about mothers and women and wives and anniversaries and Mother's Day and National Day of Prayer and all these things, sacrifice, etc. I'm going to ask you, are you going to freedomfest.com? And if you want to learn more, go to freedomfest.com and let me know. But the Loving Liberty Radio Network, the group that syndicates this radio program, is going to be presenting at this event. And the hour-long presentation is entitled, Ladies, Stand Your Ground. Ladies, Stand Your Ground. And... um. The Loving Loving Liberty Radio Network, celebrating ladies standing your ground, uh, really highlights the value of women. Not only in our country's founding, although it is that. Not only in the things that they've done through history, that women have done through history that are, wow, incredible. But all the way to motherhood and and to womanhood and to being wives and companions and all the different things that women are, right? Uh, And so this Ladies Stand Your Ground is a curriculum that is available on LovingLiberty.net now. And this curriculum is a homeschooling curriculum. It is a ladies' night educational curriculum where women can get together together in their homes as Christians uh, and they can learn about our founding era and learn about ladies of history that were influential beyond imagination in their day, in their era, in their time, in their own ways, in their unique circumstances. And then it is to articulate the value that women have, have, uh, brought to bear, if you will, to our nation, to the history of America, to the history of uh, religion and Christianity throughout the years. To um, And so this curriculum is designed to help women educate each other, to build their self-esteems and to, to help them realize how valuable they are and how critical their contributions to society really are. It's something to behold. Anyway, the curriculum is great. And at this presentation, they will be talking about this curriculum. 
and uh, have a presentation on it to highlight its value and its usefulness in um, all that we do. I believe it's something really cool that we can um, be aware of. I don't know, focus on. So anyway, I wanted to bring that to your attention, especially on this special time and day. Hey, this curriculum is tremendous. You ought to learn about it. LovingLiberty.net is where you can learn about it. Loving Liberty Network presents, ladies, stand your ground. LovingLiberty.net to learn more. Anyway, it's a tremendous curriculum. And where I learned the most about the curriculum, believe it or not, was at an event that I attended at Liberty Hall. Um, And Liberty Hall is a replica of Independence Hall. So I went there and I had a dinner. And it was Valentine's Day. So I took my lovely wife and we went to a dinner with some friends uh, at this event. And women spoke. I didn't speak. It was just women who spoke. And they talked about this curriculum a little bit. They gave people kind of a little bit of information on it, where to go to get it and to learn about it. But then they had some powerful speakers. One of the speakers was a lady by the name of Kate Daly, uh, who is a um, host on this same radio network, LovingLiberty.net radio network. Uh, and she does a show Monday through Friday, three hours a day. Uh, her show originates uh, out of studios in Chicago and in St. George, Utah. Well-known syndicated taco. She will be there as part of this uh, presentation Ladies, stand your ground at Freedom Fest. She will be there. She will um, participate in the panel along with several other ladies to articulate the um, curriculum to this to really help people understand. And the real goal is not only curriculum to empower women, but it's also to help women understand, you know what? There's wonderful ladies of liberty in history, but there's also the right here and now. And what can you do as a mother, as a daughter, as a woman in history? You can raise your children. Wow, what a blessing and a sacrifice that is. But you can also lead out in political things. But you know what? You can also take the politics out of it and say, listen, I'm leading in principles that can help our country heal, that can turn our country to Christ that can help our families resurrect themselves. Rather than being on the trash heap of history, families can become important again. Uh, They are important to me, and I know for most Christians they're important, but societally speaking, we haven't given families their due either. But a mother and a father stand side by side at the head of the family, working together, bringing their tremendous attributes to the table, right? But oftentimes in our society, women are bombarded with photos and Instagram feeds and whatever that makes you believe that every woman has got it going on but you. Every woman is a rock star and sexy and every other whatever you want to say but you. Every other woman can handle all the things in her life, so many tasks you can't imagine but you. And that's the lie that our media and our, quote, Take 3,000 pictures, only bring forth the best pictures society has created. And it's a sad tale to tell. You are enough, women. 
before God. And that's what matters. Anyway, this curriculum helps teach those things and helps you understand and put those things in a real reference point to empower you as a liberty-loving lady going forward. Tremendous stuff at LovingLiberty.net. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Mike Fortier. Pfizer recently becoming the first vaccine maker in the U.S. to seek full FDA approval. Right now, the vaccine being administered under EUA emergency use authorization. This coming as efforts continue to get more people vaccinated. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky on ABC's The View yesterday. Now is the time we need to do the hard work. We need to make sure that it's convenient. We need to talk to people one at a time. We need to talk to them through trusted messengers. Not everybody wants to hear from the CDC director. They may want to hear from their local church, their community-based organization, their own pharmacist or physician. Meanwhile, Pfizer also applying for EUA to administer its vaccine to those as young as 12. A falling rocket heading for Earth. A Chinese rocket could enter our atmosphere as soon as today, but no one knows where. Experts say it will likely land in the ocean, and the risk of damage to anyone on the ground is small. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot, and I'm in the best shape of my life. I love working out hard every day, but I turned 60 this year, and working out can cause some serious aches and pains. I was commiserating with my buddy Jay Schrader, the Super Bowl champion and former Raiders quarterback, about the challenges of staying in great shape for anyone over age 50. Jay said I had to try SonsOfLibertyCBD.com, and it would heal my body, mind, and soul. He was right. No more aches and pains. I feel like a million bucks. Finding quality CBD, not easy. But Sons of Liberty CBD, highest quality CBD I've ever seen. CBD is not pot. It won't get you high. It's 100% legal. It's 100% American made. CBD is mainstream and it works. For my listeners, SonsofLibertyCBD.com is offering a discount of 15% off every product if you use the code WAR15 at checkout. Even better, you can combine this discount with your subscription discount for 25% off. Please support veteran-owned, service-disabled, small business, Sons of Liberty, CBD.com. Just say War 15 to get 25% off. 2020, a year unlike any other in California history. For the first time ever, the state's population goes down last year by almost 200,000 people. Those numbers released yesterday by the California Department of Finance. It calculates the drop is almost half a percent. The jobs report shows a slower-than-expected recovery from the pandemic. The April jobs report released yesterday shows 266,000 jobs added, numbers economists call disappointing. We were looking for on the order of a million jobs being added on the month on the heels of roughly a million in the previous month. We were looking for the unemployment rate to move down. Instead, it moved up a bit. Bankrate.com's Mark Hamrick talking to USA Radio News. The unemployment rate rising to just over 6%. President Biden, though, says the economy is moving in the right direction, and we need to be patient as we recover the millions of jobs lost during the pandemic. Liz Cheney in danger of losing her leadership post in the Republican Party. House Republicans scheduling a vote for Wednesday to possibly remove the Wyoming Congresswoman as House Republican Conference Chair after her repeated criticism of former President Trump. This is USA Radio News.
All right. I am Sam Bushman. I am live on Mother's Day Eve, if you will. Loving Liberty Radio Networks presents. Loving Liberty Networks presents Ladies Stand Your Ground. LovingLiberty.net to check out that curriculum. All right. Now, I've got some sad news that I've got to bring to the table. I know it's Mother's Day, and I know it's the National Day of Prayer weekend, and I know it's my anniversary, and all these things I, I want to celebrate. I don't want to be all downer, right? But I must bring up a few things in America, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot let the republic slip away, even when we are celebrating. We have got to remain eternally vigilant. We have got to focus on the prize. Okay, and so headline says this. Sons cannot visit dying mother without the shots. I warned you that they're going to mandate shots for folks. And you could say, well, Sam, wait a minute. This is just a private hospital. The mother's in or whatever. Therefore, you know, the hospital could decide what they want. We could play this game about the private sector. Now, I get that private property and people could decide what they want with their own property. and their own, But when we're talking about health care or we're talking about when do we draw the line? Do you just say, hey, if you don't like it, take your dying mother to somewhere else to die? I mean, I guess we can go that far. But there's got to be a better way is the point. Sons cannot visit their dying mother without the shots. There's got to be some way to have to build common ground here. Ladies, stand your ground kind of comes up, doesn't it? And you go, how far are we going to really take this? Are we really just going to say that, well, that's the way it is? Are we really just going to create like two classes of citizens kind of an idea? Those are the vac. Those who are vaxxed and who can live life normal and the great unwashed or unvaxxed or second-class citizens. Is that where we're going to go with this thing, folks? I pray not, but I'm worried so, right? <sighs> anyway, I pray that sons can visit their dying mother with or without shots. Here's the next headline, though, and I think it's, at first glance, it's totally unrelated but on the same token, I think it's completely related. Listen up. Biden admits God in prayer from National Day of Prayer. Yeah. So Biden admits God and prayer from National Day of Prayer. I don't know if the guy is godless or what. But if he's not, he's sure afraid of his own shadow and letting the godless take control, that's for sure. Those who can think they can build this house without God are more foolish than the builders of Babel. Yeah. Those who think they can build this house without God are more foolish than the builders of Babel. Because we should know better. We learn about history so that we don't repeat the negative parts, right? That's the whole purpose to learning history, isn't it? Otherwise, what's the value? And so I'm disappointed in Joe Biden. I'm not here to attack him. I do think we ought to pray for those who despitefully use us and those who seem to be our enemy. But a man who will not say anything about God when our nation for 70 years has celebrated a national day of prayer George Washington spoke of the importance of prayer. Many other leaders have done so over the years. 
it's sad. Right? It's very sad indeed. But I think it is related, though, because if we're not going to acknowledge God in our nation and that our sons cannot visit their dying mother because they haven't taken the shots, you know, we're putting our our hands or our trust in the hands of flesh or the arms of flesh. All right, it gets worse on the vaccine front, ladies and gentlemen. Listen up. Governor Jay Inslee. Is that how you say his name? Jay Inslee. He's a Democrat of Washington State. He's now pushing churches and event venues to segregate people by their vaccine status. Dangling the freedom carrot and promising that he will double the maximum number of participants allowed. So if you guys get the vaccines... I'll double the amount of allowed church attendees, etc., event attendees. Ladies and gentlemen, this is getting very in your face. I have not seen a divide like this in our country in my entire lifetime. I mean, they've tried to divide blacks against whites. They've tried to divide male against female. They've tried to do a lot of things. But this is the greatest divide I have literally seen. And now you've got governors literally dividing people based on their, quote, vaccine status. And then sons can't visit dying mother without their shots. This is where we're going. But another headline says this. Demand for COVID-19 vaccines declines as eligibility expands. Think about that. Demand for COVID-19 vaccines decline. As eligibility expands. People don't want the shots. A lot of us don't. About a quarter of Americans don't want the shots. We're not interested in the shots. Right? And it's kind of interesting. You got to think about this. All this is really a cancel culture discussion. Why do I say that? Because they've been trying to cancel the value that women bring when they're wives or when they're mothers. And they've kind of mocked wives and mothers for a long time. In TV shows that are modern, dad's an idiot buffoon that's clueless. Mom's very smart, but she's only credible and only valuable to society if she has a career or if she doesn't have children or etc. And if mothers double down and defend their role of wife status and or their motherhood status, then they're ridiculed and mocked as kind of backward, buffoon, frumpy kind of women that are kind of clueless and durr. You're either in bed or in the kitchen or changing a diaper. That's all you're good for mentality. They lie and they make you believe this stuff. You don't fall for that lie, ladies and gentlemen, in the cancel culture. Who is actually canceling our culture, I ask? And I think that's a critical question with relevancy here, right? Because we really need to consider this seriously, folks, okay? Are we canceling our own culture by our silence, by our unwillingness 
to take a valiant stand. Okay, when Jay Inslee, Democrat of Washington, wants to push churches to segregate based on vaccine status. When demands for the vaccines decline, when eligibility expands, who is actually canceling our culture? And a lot of people would say, well, the bureaucrats are, by golly. You have that much faith in the bureaucrats? You're going to let them decide? Wait a minute, I thought the hand that rocked the cradle ruled the world. That isn't bureaucrats or professional do-gooders. That isn't the media pundits that lie to you about the value of a woman and what brings value to the table from a woman. Her very presence as a daughter of God brings plenty of value. We don't need to have man or the media or the world decide what a woman's value is, do we? But if we let that happen, are we canceling our own culture? I think the answer, sadly, is yes. We don't need to let some bureaucrat decide for us. Okay? We don't need to go down that road of deception and dishonesty and accept that narrative. Do we? Wow. I don't know how to respond to this, but who is actually canceling our culture? And I submit that it's us. It's we the people if we don't do something about it and stand tall and do so right away. We could try to blame other people for canceling our culture. Certainly they're trying to drive a wedge and they're making efforts to cancel our culture. But I tell you that our cancer, our culture will only be canceled if we allow it to happen. Yeah, so the governor of Washington State just created a two-tier system that will have the effect of, effect of telling people where they can and cannot sit inside a church all based on their vaccination status. Yeah. Serious business, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, I want to talk about this cancel culture discussion a little more. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail 
in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So Governor Jay Inslee of Washington State is literally has just created a two-tiered system that will have the effect of telling people where they cannot, where they can and cannot sit inside of a church based on their vaccine status. Who's actually canceling our culture? We need to seriously think about this, folks. Who is canceling our culture? Because on one hand, we kind of claim, well, the bureaucrats canceling the culture, Sam. And my response, is that true? Is it really Jay Inslee canceling our culture, doing this to us? Or is it us because of our silence? Right, We absolutely cannot let the government, we simply cannot allow the government to tell people where they can sit in church or if they can attend church or not. Nor can we allow a two-tier system of vaccinated versus the unvaccinated people in America. Satan ladies and gentlemen, has been trying to divide the church for centuries, right? This is really critical to understand. Satan has been trying to divide the church for centuries. We need to demand freedom from mandatory vaccine passports and tracing apps. It's vital, folks. It's critical. And again, I ask the question, who is canceling our culture? Who's actually doing that? Is it really Jay Inslee? Think about that. Is it really Jay doing it? Is it really Joe Biden who won't acknowledge God on the National Day of Prayer in America? Is it really the abortionists that are murdering babies all across this land that have done so since, what, 1973? Literally 60 million babies murdered. Is it those people that are canceling our culture? Is it the government schools? Is it the media? Is it, or is it me and you and you know who? The rest of us, we the people, 
Now, I can't say that it's me because I'm doing all I can to prevent the cancel culture, folks. I'm doing my best to articulate that we need to outline the agenda. We need to be the one to articulate and live the narrative. We are the ones that need to promote solutions, and I'm doing my very best to do so. But where do you sit? Are you doing all you can to prevent the cancel culture from being effective in America? Are you ready to cancel the cancel culture people by your actions and by your refusal to remain silent? Sons cannot visit dying mother without taking the shots. Biden admits prayer, or admits God in prayer in the National Day of Prayer. J.N. Salee is segregating people based on vaccinations, creating a two-tiered system. Bureaucrats have been telling us we can't attend church. We're going to kill everybody. We absolutely cannot allow the government to tell us these things, folks. Satan has been trying to divide us and the church forever. Now you say, Sam, you're just repeating yourself. I know, I'm trying to drive these points home. Who is actually canceling our culture? I think this question is really the key to the discussion here. Who is doing that? Is it me and you? I think so. I think at least societally now, I don't take personal responsibility for it because I believe that I'm doing all that I can. So I don't, want to, I don't want to accept the guilt. I'm doing all I can to teach about everything good, lovely, everything honorable and right. I'm trying to articulate good stories when I find them. I am really trying to do my very best. And I know many of you are, and I don't mean to criticize those of you who are doing your best. But to those of you who are not, this is a wake-up call to do something, to get involved, to make a difference. Who is actually canceling our culture? Huh? Is it we, the people? Sadly, I think the answer is yes. All right, this is interesting, and this relates to Mother's Day. This relates to our liberty. This relates to us standing for something. This relates to a valiant stand. All the headlines that we've been talking about celebrate family, mothers, life, God. Okay, all that we've been talking about relates to that. Here's the ultimate headline at the end. It's a threat but an opportunity. It depends on how we handle it, right? Top expert tells the CDC to stop the shots. And he says we could potentially sterilize an entire generation. Did you hear me? Now, this is the top expert. And you could say, oh, Sam, that expert's not credible. Who is this whack? Say what you want, my fellow Americans. But there is serious question about the safe or effectiveness or the safety or the effectiveness, effectiveness of these vaccines. 
Fox News has a Tucker Carlson report on vaccines. Tucker did a great job. Right? Tucker Carlson did a great job. Disney World, Universal Studios stopping temperature checks for guests. Why? Because they know the temperature checks don't do any good. But this top expert telling the CDC, ladies and gentlemen, that we could sterilize a whole generation. What's up with that? Tucker Carlson says two COVID vaccine questions that no one will answer. Our leaders cannot fully vouch for the vaccines that they want us to take. And they won't say that they will get life back to normal. Think about that for a minute. That's scary, isn't it? So it's an opinion in Fox News by Tucker Carlson. Does Fauci believe the vaccine is ineffective? Yeah, there's a legitimate public health mystery relating to COVID, says Tucker Carlson. And the vaccines. We've heard an awful lot about the coronavirus vaccine over the last several months. It's a, quote, massive scientific achievement. Something all Americans can be proud of, but... That's not the context in which we've heard about it. Joe Biden's first speech to the nation urged everybody to take the vaccine. Immediately, the celebrity industrial complex and the media has doubled down in defense and support of this. Get the shot, get the shot, get the shot. Okay, fine. We're not against it on principle like most Americans. We're grateful for vaccines. I don't agree with him on that, but there you go. But there are two things we'd like to know about this one, this vaccine, and neither one has anything to do with how many athletes or Netflix stars or anybody else who's been advocating for it. We don't care how many people have been vaccinated. That's irrelevant. Here's what is relevant. Is the vaccine safe? The second question is, is it effective? That's all that matters. Tucker Carlson is spot on on this. That's all that matters. And then Tucker Carlson goes on and says, let's address these two questions in order. Why do I say this and focus on this for Mother's Day? Because you literally have a talk expert telling the CDC to stop the shots we could potentially sterilize an entire generation now tucker carlson's questions and the point this top cdc experts making directly relate to one another don't they are they safe and effective are they safe are they effective two questions and then this guy's saying you know what we could be sterilizing a whole generation think about that in light of mother's day Are we willing to let that happen? Now, we've been told that it's the most safe 
the most effective vaccine we've ever had. But the problem is, we don't know if they're safe. We don't know if they're effective. And we don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, if it happened to you or someone you love that the vaccine wasn't safe or wasn't effective, it would be highly significant, right? Yeah. Now, some versions of the birth control pill are believed to cause blood clots in one out of every 1,000 women. A far higher rate. So why the concern about this, Tucker Carlson asks? Because there are reasons to believe those aren't the real numbers. The real numbers may be much higher than that. You say, why do we think that? Because this morning, health federal authorities, including the FDA and the CDC, called on state governments to stop administering the Johnson Johnson vaccine. Yeah. There you have it. I wouldn't want to speculate, Fauci kind of says about this. That's a man who speculates for a living. Anyway, Tucker Carlson goes on and does a tremendous job. But you put that in light of what I'm telling you about this CDC expert saying to you that we could sterilize a whole generation. Is it ironic that we're celebrating Mother's Day when that's the reality that we must face? Is it coincidental? Or does Satan and his minions want to destroy the church and destroy we the people of God? There's a battle on for your hearts and minds, ladies and gentlemen. Do not be deceived. Turn to God Almighty in prayer, would you please? I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally. We need your support. And we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can celebrate Mother's Day. We cannot let them destroy our culture. We need to take back the narrative and cancel the cancer culture. Are you going to help? God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs>